Welcome to the AfroTalent Accelerator podcast brought to you by Theofane Dima. Embark on an inspirational journey as we delve into the lives of Africa's foremost visionaries. Together, we'll explore the strategies, tactics, and mindsets that fuel businesses across the African continent. From funding techniques to investment insights, we're here to empower your entrepreneurial aspirations in Africa and beyond. To Akepe Lairus Enobi, welcome to the show. Thank you, Tio. It's a pleasure to be with you today. The pleasure is ours as well. So, you are a distinguished senior forensic investigation professional, cybersecurity and digital transformation executive. You have had lots of experience in the academic world. Currently, you are serving as the Africa Continental Director of the International Institute of Certified Forensic Investigation Professionals. So, you play a vital role in fostering professional growth and providing unparalleled training opportunities to individuals interested in the field of forensic investigation. You have over 15 years of corporate and boardroom experience in forensic, cybersecurity, consulting, and digital transformation. Dr. Akepe, your expertise and accomplishments are truly exceptional. You founded the Synergy Consulting, an African-based consulting company, which has the goal to be the leader in Francophone Africa in terms of quality services, professionalism, and influence in the consulting market through the delivery of dynamic services. Your professional journey has encompassed diverse experiences across academia, professional institutions, and as well as diplomatic organizations. You actually worked for the U.S embassy based in Yaoundé, Cameroon. This bread of expertise has endowed you with a unique perspective and a comprehensive understanding of the intricate dynamics between forensic investigation, cybersecurity, and digital transformation. We are really honored to have you on the show today. So, Dr. Akepe Linus Enovi, once more welcome again to our show. You know, while I was researching for when I was preparing this show, I actually didn't have a clue of what was actually forensic investigation. So I went on Google and I checked the definition which Google actually gave to me. So I'm going to read it out. So according to the definition provided by Google, forensic investigation refers to the application of scientific and investigative techniques to gather and analyze evidence in order to establish facts and support legal proceedings. It involves the systematic and meticulous examination of physical evidence, data, and testimonies to reconstruct events, determine the truth, and assist in resolving legal disputes or criminal cases. It goes further in explaining that forensic investigation encompasses various fields such as forensic science, forensic accounting, forensic psychology, and computer forensics, among others. So the ultimate goal of forensic investigations actually to uncover and present objective and reliable evidence that can be used in legal proceedings to facilitate justice. So Dr. Akepe, there is a lot of jargon, which personally I don't understand, and I guess our audience also out there not understand. So can you please explain to us as a professional expert in this field, what you actually understand by forensic investigation? Thank you, Tio. And just like you read, forensic investigation, simply put, the process of collecting and analyzing evidence 
in order to solve crime or other complex incidents. It actually involves using scientific techniques and methods to examine physical evidence, digital data, and other relevant information to uncover the truth and to present it in a court of law. I'm sure around the world, each time you see, you go to a court, you see what we call the scale of justice. When you see the scale of justice, it's like this, like two wings, mm -hmm. where we provide the right evidence, where it weighs, enables the, the court to be able to pass judgment. So, okay. like I said, we are there to provide the kind of evidence to assist court or the judge pass the necessary judgment. So okay, your definition so is very correct and on point. Oh, I mean, I mean, it's Google. It's not my definition. So yeah, <laughs> thank you, right. thank you, Google, thank you, Google. So, Doctor Akepe, um, you are presently, as I said in the introduction, you are the Africa Continental Director of the International Institute of Certified Forensic Investigation Professionals. Could you tell us more about this organization's mission and how it contributes to the advancement of forensic investigation? First of all, worldwide, and then at the end of the day, we come back to our African context. In greater detail, the IICFIP focuses on education and training. We provide a lot of educational resources and training programs to people of different fields, in educational institutions, and those who are in practice in the industry also. I, I'm, I'm sorry for just bouncing in now. I just want to resonate to one of your points. You provide a lot of training workshops. But I just wanted to know, in order to restrict really, um, how relevant are these trainings to the African community today and the realities in this field outside of Africa, they are kind of different. That's my point of view. So now, how relevant are all these, you know, trainings and all the like to the African community? Yes, we do. What we do in every country where we operate in Africa, we have what we call the national we do organize national forensic conferences. We organize continental African uh, continental workshops, conferences. We equally do organize uh, international trainings and conferences. We have so far developed curriculum, even at the level of universities. Some key universities that stand out are like Copperstone University in Zambia, where we have established a center of excellence for promotion of forensic investigation, cyber security, and digital transformation. We start catching them young. We do organize also a lot of webinars. We organize Zoom trainings weekly. We have continuous professional training to update members and those who are interested with the latest techniques, technologies, and as well as the legal requirements that they need to know in the field. We believe that Africa lacks a lot of capacity. We, are, we lack capacity and capability. And training and awareness is one of the focus. We have to stand somewhere, telling them the importance of this, building the right capability. That is why we believe if you have a sound educational training and also let them know the what we call professional standards. They need to know the best ethical guidelines that if you want to belong in this field, you have to adhere to. Because investigations conducted must meet all the necessary have integrity, they must be accurate, and we have to practice fairness in all what we do. We promote a lot of networking and collaboration within industries, within countries, within continents, and globally. You see, professionals come from time to time, we exchange ideas, we exchange experiences and best practices, and it promotes a lot of growth and generates interest for the younger generation for this field, which is really very new. 
within the continent. My role actually as a senior forensic investigator is to lead and oversee the investigation process. I typically work closely with a team of forensic experts, such as forensic scientists, digital forensic analysts, and experts such as crime scene investigators. Together, we work with an aim to uncover and document evidence that can help to establish facts and support legal proceedings. In a typical investigation, I will start by assessing the scene of the incident, such as a crime scene or a digital environment. I will coordinate the collection of physical evidence, ensuring that it is properly preserved and documented to maintain its integrity. This evidence could include items such as fingerprints, DNA analysis, or other objects relevant to the specific case. If the investigation, for instance, involves digital evidence, such as data on computers or mobile devices, I will... If you want to work directly with the AfroTalent Accelerator team and receive personalized coaching or feedback on your investment project in Africa, don't hesitate to reach out to us today. Apply now on our website at AfroTalentAccelerator.com or send us a direct email at info at EffortTalentAccelerator.com. Join our community and be part of the movement driving Africa's entrepreneurial success stories. Work closely with digital forensic experts to extract and analyze the information. I work closely with, of course, the law enforcement agencies, lawyers, and other stakeholders to provide expert opinion present evidence in court, and assist with the legal process. Overall, certified forensic investigation professionals have a main goal to use scientific methods and expertise to uncover the truth, to provide justice, and to contribute to the resolution of complex cases. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of technical terms. There's a lot of complicated terminologies, you know. I mean, I can understand that you are passionate about your field and you are an expert, of course. For our audience today, you know, they are mostly like me, so they don't understand most of these things. I mean, I have the feeling we are in a, a kind of a movie. I don't know, maybe a Nigerian movie when, when you're talking. But I understand that you're actually the person coordinating every uh, investigation and helping out in order for the court to actually give a fair judgment. So now, in the definition of Google... I actually read that uh, there are a lot of fields in the forensic investigation. So, you know, there are forensic uh, accounting, uh, psychology, computer, and you made mention of some of them. So in your case, Dr. Akepe, in which field do you actually specialize in? I am very much interested in uh, digital forensics. We are in, in the digital transformation age whereby most people, especially in my continent of Africa, we have embraced the new media. We use a lot of digital devices. And I feel as a true son of Africa, I have a role to play to educate and create awareness on the do's and don'ts of using these digital devices and to assist people who find themselves having some kind of challenges so that they should be able to use these devices ethically and also wherever they get into issues, we can help them recover from some of these uh, scams and all of that. So turning more into digital forensics and cyber security, that is where I have a lot of passion.
I mean, that's great. Um, you know, just for this young generation. So for an African listening to us, a young African listening to us today, who will like to resonate with your career trajectory, wanting to be a certified forensic investigator, what are actually the concrete steps he or she has to take in order to be a certified and an expert in this field today? I think the very first thing is education and training. They need to obtain a solid educational foundation in any relevant field, be it IT, be it law, be it criminology, be it accounting, be it cybersecurity, computer science, or digital forensics. The solid educational foundation is the first step. Once you get that, the second step now, you have to specialize in a specific area. Forensic is big, it gets across many areas. So Yeah, sure. You have to specialize, identify an area that is of interest to you. It could be crime scene, it could be cybersecurity, it could be it could be accounting, it could be digital forensics, it could be data analytics. Acquire, you have to work hard to acquire specific knowledge in this area of interest. The third step will be you have to network with professional association. You may decide to become a student member, an accredited member, or a professional member of institutions such as the International Institute of Certified Forensic Investigation Professional or the Association of Certified Fraud Examiners. There are many of these professional bodies. You need to network with a particular professional association. Then you gain, you also need to gain practical experience. Practical experience usually advise Africans is that you can gain practical experience by volunteering, offer to volunteer your time. We don't have a culture of volunteering. Yeah, Through volunteering, sure. you gain practical experience. You also apply for internship mm -hmm. or entry-level position within established organizations. The fact that you've had the, 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 the necessary educational foundation, be it a bachelor's degree or an HND, you have joined... Uh, you have chosen a particular area of interest where you want to specialize to study more. You are networking with the professional body or association. You need now to gain, your next goal will be to gain practical experience. You should not just start thinking of becoming a manager, <laughs> but look at those entry positions within your network. There are other professionals who are there who have a lot more experience, some are managers and decision makers in very big organizations. Yeah, sure. Approach them. Look for entry-level positions. Request your time to volunteer and ask for internship. And once your skills have been enhanced, it shows com commitment and dedication. And employers, prospective employers, will want those kind of people. Ah, yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. In mm -hmm. their respective organizations. Moreover, after you have gained the practical experience, you should be thinking of staying updated with the latest technology. Mm -hmm. And when you, when you talk about latest technology, what exactly are you having in mind? Uh, I don't know, chat GPT? Uh, what, 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 what exactly? Some examples, concrete examples. No, what I would say like uh, chat GPT is a good AI, artificial intelligence uh, innovation mm -hmm. that is coming. And you have to know that technology advancement, advancement the trend of uh, technological advancement is very fast. It occurs, it occurs through all the industries. You want to know the new, embrace the new tools, the new mm -hmm. techniques, the new methodologies that can improve the investigation process, data analytics and cybersecurity best practice. ChatGPT is a good tool, just like we have other tools. So you just have mm -hmm. to be on the outlook, you read articles, research, attend seminars, workshops. There are tech companies that always publish 
some monthly, weekly, on the latest advancement or the latest tools or techniques that they use. So you have to have yeah. that mindset. And I really think that this is really, really a very, very, very um, valuable uh, uh, piece of advice you are sharing here with us. So, uh, Dr. Akepe, uh, you studied in several locations in the world, um, several countries in Africa and America. You worked also in these locations, so you have a lot of experience. Do you believe that your experience abroad has actually led you to be the person you are today, this successful forensic investigator you are today? Do you believe that someone actually having had all his academic background in Africa can one day become the director of forensic investigation professionals of Africa? I think the first thing I'll say, why studying abroad can provide unique opportunities for exposure to different perspectives, resources, and experiences. It is not an absolute requirement for success in the field of forensic investigation or any other field. The, the truth is, the skills and knowledge necessary for a successful career, be it in forensic, in cyber, or any other field, required different pathways, including studying within Africa. I believe in Africa, we do have quality education. I studied in Africa. Many universities in Africa, we have a lot of reputable universities and institutions, even some training centers that offer excellent programs in forensic investigation, just at related fields. I always tell myself that if you come for me for an interview, I don't care to know what you studied in the university. What I want to, what can you offer? What can you do? What can you do? I will not want, I don't appreciate you have a degree, but you, there's, for instance, if you have a degree in accounting and you cannot use any accounting software, you've never, you don't even know how to, even to uh, share your screen on Zoom, so share your screen on the computer, but, even to do but, a PowerPoint presentation, you can't generate a PowerPoint presentation. You can't use Excel. But that's the reality, doctor. doctor yeah, that's the reality of do? our universities. What can you do? So by choosing an accredited institution with strong academic programs and experienced faculty, it's not the name, but there are some of these very small down-to-earth institutions that will give you the right practical skills. Then once you have had the right education, which we can have it in Cameroon, there are programs that you can do even for three months and you'll be solid, sound skills. I tell you, we have a program that we run at Synergy Tech. Anybody goes through that program for three months, you'll be sound and ready for the market. Because from day one, we are not only training you, you are participating in practical life on projects. And while studying, you are having all this practical experience. Then you move now to specialized training and certifications. It enhances your expertise and makes you competitive. Africans, we have not yet seen, a lot of us don't yet know the value of specialized training and certifications. We just glory in saying, I have a degree, I have a master's, or I have a PhD. But what can you do? It's not about having those. You need to have specialized training that you will be your competence and experts in a specific area. Yeah, we have to have a culture of continuous professional development. There are people who think they have their degrees, they have never studied anything. <laughs> Personally, there is no month where I don't take a CPD. I know that I give myself a challenge what, every year. What do you mean by CPD for our audience? Continuous professional development. Okay. There are programs. It could be by participating at a workshop, I gain credit hours, attending a webinar, volunteering, conducting a research, participating as a co-author and picking opportunities. 
So you need to network with people and other areas. You need to build, you need to have this uh, mindset shift to know that although I have a degree, what you studied 15 years ago, or even one year ago, is not, it may not necessarily be relevant. There are a lot of other changes that are coming up. So I, I strongly mean, recommend to... continuous learning and professional development. It should be a culture. Because I actually read an article a couple of months ago, and in this article, it was actually stated that after 18 months of obtaining a degree or any field in any field, after 18 months, your degree is already obsolete, meaning information is kind of constantly evolving. So we need to constantly always be, you know, on a learning curve. I mean, just to resonate to what you, you, you just said. And Dr. Akepe, you have multiple projects. If you want to work directly with Afro Talent Accelerator team and receive personalized coaching or feedback on your investment project in Africa, don't hesitate to reach out to us today. Apply now on our website at afrotalentaccelerator.com or send us a direct email at info at afrotalentaccelerator.com. Join our community and be part of the movement driving Africa's entrepreneurial success stories. In the pipeline, I mean, I know you personally, so... Can you kind of share with us some of the projects in which you're actually now working on? Yeah, I have uh, recently with a few other partners established what we call Synergy Tech. We have projects. Our goal is to empower yearly, at least in the next five years, we want to touch the lives of about 2,000 Africans to train them specifically in uh, various skills under the digital transformation drivers, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, data protection, Internet of Things, and other privacy-related certifications. We also want to have about 100 developers within our network in Cameroon and across Africa. I took time off, went to India, stayed there for a couple of months, almost half a year, to study their model. What is it that the Indians did that made it that a lot of them are back home, they're having high-end jobs, whereby companies in USA, Silicon Mountain, and other places outsourcing jobs from there. They studied in India for three to six months and worked from home and from India with for big companies like Microsoft, Google, Dell, you can name it, and making a lot of money. So I went there, studied the system, and have decided to come back home to Cameroon to build a team of developers, to build a, team, a team of engineers, to build a team of data scientists, to build a team of... Uh, penetration testers, to build a team of incident handlers, whereby we can also help these young Cameroonians and Africans get hands-on skills after three to six months training, get good jobs, and also help to protect our cyberspace and digital space. That is the goal of uh, Synergy Tech. I'm also setting up a foundation with some other partners on digital empowerment, from children to teach them how to code catch them young from those tender ages of six to about 18. Coding is one of the projects. I want to see that we have young people with the mindset of coding because coding is very good. It provokes problem-solving mindset, critical thinking mindset, and make them to become solutioners. Not people who see things and complain. A lot of people back home complain a lot instead of finding solutions. And you need to start teaching them that kind of mindset from the very tender ages. So that would be my goal. I want to be remembered to have to have empowered 
the lives of over 5,000 Cameroonians and Africans, transforming their mindset, making them to become independent and also to contribute in Africa or in Cameroon. If you empower one person, to get a job, the multiplier effect is huge. That person touches the oh, life of over sure, 30 others. Sure. Yeah. So that is what will make me happy. And these are the things I'm working on. We have a lot of graduates who leave uh, schools, degree in law, accounting, history. What are they doing? But now we are developing programs and models like the Indians, whereby irrespective of what you study, even if you have never gone to the university, provided you are disciplined and you have passion, I should, my team should be able to transform you within three to six months maximum. And you yeah, have great. a kind of career that will be very satisfactory. You have a good job, you'll be, you'll feel value for yourself and you're also going to help in developing a nation. So those are the things that I'm working on, on and those are the things I really want to see. I mean, that's really great because uh, just kind of resonating back to the foundation for those of you guys listening to us today, that's the Mensu Leticia Nakepe Lions Foundation for Digital Empowerment. And the Synergy Consulting, we are going to link each and every uh, link, website, whatever, in the show notes. You guys really don't hesitate. This is value. So you are a graduate from the university. You have no academic background. You are interested in digital uh, fields, forensic, whatsoever, consulting please do well to actually go follow these links and try to get more value. And why not land your best possible job in the next six months? So um, Dr. Akepe, you are multi-talented and in your free time, you write books. Publication background is so huge and I couldn't really go through every piece of publication. And you have a lot of academic papers as well and equally you had some self-started businesses, which you have mentioned already across the globe. Are there some routines you have that help you stay this productive? Because, you know, you should show, already be a kind of a good time manager. But how concretely do you do that? And how can you actually share your experience with people listening to us today such that they will stop uh, arguing the fact that I don't have enough time. I have this doing, I cannot do that, blah, blah, blah. And really being able to remain productive. So how do you do that? I think I remember when we went to Bishop Rogan on the very first day, when I was in for, Fong, our very first meeting with the, conference, with the rector, he so, said... So, so for the audience, Bishop Rogan is uh, a minor seminary college in Boya, Southwest province of Cameroon. And Dr. Akepe Linus actually was a student uh, in this minor seminary uh, college, and I was a student as well. So he was my senior. Thank you. Yeah, they told us about your daily horarium, mm -hmm. your daily program. I was 10 years old, and the very first thing I got out of Bichirogan was how to plan and manage your day. You have to have your daily horarium. You know what you need to do at every time of the day. That is one of the things I picked out. So it has guided me throughout my professional life. The first thing I do is you have to establish a routine, set specific times for different activities, allocate time for work, time for personal projects, time for leisure, and stick to the schedule as much as possible. That's the first advice. Establish a routine. Prioritize. The next is you have to prioritize and set goals. Determine your specific priorities and set clear goals of what you want to achieve. Break them down into specific tasks that are manageable and can be achieved. Put it on the scale of preference. And I equally try to make sure that I take breaks and rest. I start my day, I go to the gym six, 
minimum five times a week, five to six times a week. I know once I wake up in the morning after my morning devotion, my next one hour is my gym time. Yeah, that's good. I equally consult with a, a dietitian. I know the kind of food I take and what mm-hmm. time I should take and what quantity of meals I should take. So even if yeah, I have to chill good. out, I'm careful with my diet. I have yeah. to be healthy mentally. I have to be healthy physically and have to be healthy spiritually. And I actually, if it's my time to rest, I make sure that I rest. If it's time for vacation, I have to go for vacation. If it is time for me to sit and build my God, I do that. So I'm that focused. I take breaks and I rest when it's very necessary. Equally, we have to stay organized. I make sure that my workplace is very clean, very organized. My office, whether at home or in, I have an office at home and then I have my office. Do you kind of do, you kind of do the cleaning yourself or you have someone doing it for you? No, no, no. I have, of course, my home is well organized. I have staff in the office who are, I have janitors who take care of that, but I make sure that the environment is very clean. Even yeah. back home, my office in the house is very clean. It looks like an office. When you get there, it's time to work. Yeah, I don't just move sure. there. I make sure that it's very organized. I make sure that even my files are quite organized and everything. So you do, once you go to a place where it's organized, you even feel happy and comfortable mm-hmm. working. Mm-hmm. And really, I really kind of resonate to that. But one thing to just get back a little bit to the point of you uh, taking care of your body and also what you eat. So personally, um, I'm a fitness trainer and I love taking care of my body. And I really believe that this is also one of the ways where someone can really stay focused and this highly productive. So my routine as well, you know, mornings, some more workouts um, and then uh, also what we eat is also very important because if you eat well you sleep well i mean you have a healthy mind healthy body and you can as well be productive very so I, I resonate good. to that prioritizing, so, um, self-care, prioritizing self-care is very important because you take care of your physical and mental well-being getting mm-hmm. enough sleep eating nutritious meals exercising regularly and those are best self-care practices it makes you you feel very relaxed and you are healthy you have of course the work-life balance we are talking about so dr uh, akepe is there a book a particular book it could be a fictional or non-fictional which you think you could share with our audience today in order to you know change or have this mindset shift into a more healthier entrepreneurial or productive life I read, I read a lot about uh, books that are geared towards my career profession. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a lot of interest in books. Anything that is related to digital transformation and forensic investigation actually interests me. If you go to the IICFIP website, the International Institute of Certified Forensic Investigation Professionals website, under the books and store section, there are a lot of books there, very good books that I really, really read like uh, Digital Transformation for Africa, who is a forensic accountant and how can I be one? The five mm-hmm. drivers of digital transformation. I enjoy okay. reading such books and such publications. Okay. So I'm looking yeah, into great. all these. And, yeah, so I'm paying more attention into on issues related to cyber security and transformation in general. Okay. So we are going to link each and every uh, valuable link uh, in the show notes for the audience to be able to access directly. So um, where can people actually go to know more about you? Your publications, for example, you know, your articles. Is there a website where someone can actually get everything in one place or 
maybe i don't know a social media platform where people could connect with you in order to know more about the field of forensic science and why not also learn from your experience i think the very first place or site where they can connect with me directly is through the IICFIP website that is the International Institute of Certified Forensic Investigation Professionals website, which is www.iicfip.org. Secondly, okay. I'm very active on LinkedIn mm-hmm. and you can get me on LinkedIn by Dr. Akepe Linus Anobi. Mm-hmm. I'm also very active on Facebook. I do a lot mm-hmm. of pub- education pro- and publications try mm-hmm. to educate the public with the kind of publications I do. Also, if you go to the Iconic Engineering Research Journal, I've mm-hmm. done a lot of publications there. The IROE Journal, okay. I publish at least once a week. Also, the Social Science uh, Network, mm-hmm. I try to publish articles there every week. So, I mean, um, as I said, we're going to link every valuable link in the show notes. And for our audience, uh, don't forget to reach out to Dr. Akepe on LinkedIn. Um, I will equally link his LinkedIn profile in the show notes. If there is any uh, valuable piece of advice, insight which you got from the show, we will be happy to have a like, share the show to your loved ones for everybody to get the value. So... Thank you very much, Dr. Akepe. Is there in one sentence a last thing you want to share, you want to say, conclusion words? Just uh, thank you for giving me an opportunity to share my experience with your audience. I'm always available anytime, any day. Let's together, let's see how we can transform lives. Together, let's see how we can transform life. And together, let's see how we can transform Africa. Thank you for tuning in to the AfroTalent Accelerator podcast. Don't miss out on our upcoming episodes where we continue to bring you inspiring stories and actionable insights from the forefront of African entrepreneurship. Subscribe now to our show to stay updated on the latest and be sure to reach out to the AfroTalent Accelerator team to share your thoughts, suggestions and collaboration ideas.